Hi, I'm Monica Ortiz, and you're watching the Masters of Mindfulness series. On this show, I'll be talking to doctors and different health and healing practitioners. We will be discussing the different routes of healing, how your body heals, steps that you take to get the healing you need, and the problem with superficial healing. Today's guest is Dr. Cynthia Thake. Dr. Thake is a graduate of the University of Chicago and then trained at Harvard University. She is a heart doctor that practices medicine with her heart, which I think is so purposeful. Dr. Thake is the author of Your Vibrant Heart. Welcome to the show, Dr. Thake. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Monica. It's my pleasure. Well, it has been a wonder meeting you and getting to know you and reading some of your work. Um, and so I really wanted to reach out and get you here so that you could talk to our viewers about what it is that you do. So my first question to you is, what made you decide to go into the field of cardiology? Why the heart? Well, you know, when I was in um, medical school, I really um, loved the sort of the, the, the science mm -hmm. and the hemodynamics and all the, the acute care medicine. Mm -hmm. um, but it's interesting how my, um, my practice has evolved. And okay. so now I don't actually even go into the hospital. Oh. And I actually love just, you know, being with patients and interacting with with patients, right. and I think it's really fitting too that um, you know cardiology and the heart is mm -hmm. is um, where I, what I chose to study right. because I've always been someone that was very emotionally driven, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, and and I think medicine is such a, a a caring you know profession if if you allow it to be you right. know, and I think that um, not enough physicians really approach medicine from that standpoint. I. Absolutely agree with you. And that was one of the things that I thought, the, the reason I said it was so powerful that you practice medicine with your heart because a lot of my family is in the field of medicine, Western medicine. And I kind of, under I understand Western medicine on a lot of different levels, but I kind of went the other way mm -hmm. because we're also Native American. And so understanding that we're Native American, studying herbs, um, different, those different healing modalities, then going the Eastern route and studying that. Um, I found that a lot of the physicians in today's medicine don't practice with their heart anymore. Yeah. And I understand it. Some of it, it's, it's very difficult to keep working with people who are so sick. Yeah. And because with sickness, it's misery. Right. You know, and people are suffering. There's a lot of suffering, and that's hard to see every single day. But I do think that you can do what you do. You can blend both. Yes. You know? And 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 you know, just to share a little bit about my journey because I feel like I've come full circle. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom's a physician. Okay. And so my first introduction to medicine was with her practicing in in Burma. That's where I was born and raised. And um, I remember, I have actually a very distinct memory because um, we used to live right above the, the clinic that she has and there's just be rows and rows of patients just yeah. come, you know, in the mornings. There's not, you know, no appointments, you just, you come. Right. And of course there's no technology, right? Right. And so all I remember was my mom touching them, holding them, right? right. And so, um, and then, of course, you know, fast forward, you come to the United States and, you know, go through all the academic training mm -hmm. and so forth. And so I started off my career very research oriented, very academic, mm -hmm. very much Western trained. 
And I even remember early on, um, you know, patients would come to me, and because I am Asian, right, right. they would ask me about, you know, acupuncture or herbs or, <laughs> okay. you know, things of that nature. And, and I remember, I mean, I'm almost embarrassed to say, I remember saying, oh, no, you know, I'm Western trained. Right? <laughs> okay. And um, almost sort of, you know, shun that, right. you know, that side. And um, as, you know, life would have it, just, you know, um, went through my own health crisis later on right. in my career and just sort of rediscovered, you know, that, like you said, that, that the healing powers, right, mm -hmm. that, that we really can heal. And I think that um, Western medicine doesn't um, support that as much, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, that, that person's innate ability to heal yes. and our, 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 our almost um, core desire to, to seek that out. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We all have an innate ability to heal. And Hippocrates spoke about that eons ago. And I think that with Western medicine, it, we've forgotten it. And so many other different practices of medicine remember that. And sometimes I think Western medicine is what I call the quick fix. Mm -hmm. And there are so many other problems that come with it as well that we're not educating ourselves about. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know, I like to always um, give patients that image of that 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 tree. You mm -hmm. know, the big you know tree of life, and mm -hmm. I, I love that your 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 symbol for your 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 logo is oh. is the tree of life. But yes. you know, I tell yeah. people that you know if you imagine that that tree. The way that I sort of view how Western medicine approaches, you know, health or more disease mm -hmm. is that, you know, there's each specialist is sitting in the branch of a tree. So you're the cardiologist, the internist, the endocrinologist, the neurologist, and they don't necessarily talk or communicate to each other. And all the practices are doing is like trying to contain, yeah. you know, like put sort of containers, and, and, and that doesn't really solve the problem, yeah. right? It, it treats the symptoms, right. potentially, right? It'll lower the blood pressure or the diabetes or the blood sugar. Yes. But I always remind patients that all these tree branches, right, are ultimately connected mm -hmm. to a root. Yes. And then it goes down to the core, right? right? And it's really addressing the core that you get to root cause medicine, mm -hmm. right? And it's, it's exactly addressing what you were just talking about. You know, find why someone has high mm -hmm. blood pressure or diabetes, or why someone developed cancer, yeah. and, and address that. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. In, in my book, Universe 101, um, Learn, Grow, Evolve, we ta I talk about the core. And I, that's part of my work. Part of my work is getting people to understand their core mm -hmm. and all the things that have happened to it since. You know, right. because we go through life. Right. We go through life and we have life experiences and we have life traumas and we have life happinesses and there's a lot of life and there's a lot of stuff that happens and we let those things affect us in good ways and in bad ways. And sometimes sickness comes out of certain things. I love that there are doctor conferences, but I wish there was more doctor communication. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> because I think that, I think if we all got together and really had a brilliant talk and really kind of put aside certain 
ideas and just open our minds, we could mm -hmm. get to a kind of a whole idea of healing mm -hmm. and then I'll start practicing that. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I don't know, I have big ideas. So, you know, some of them are very far-fetched, but uh, then some of them come around. Yeah, I yeah. think um, integrative medicine, you know, that, mm -hmm. that concept of, of really not just pulling in all the specialties of medicine, but all the healers on the edges, mm -hmm. right? The naturopath, the, you know, the, the homeopath, the acupuncturist, the herbalist. Yeah, right? yep. And, and I've had different, different physicians and health and healing practitioners on. And what I have a tendency or what I do try to tell people who come to me and, and even people who just want to talk, um, you got to find the right person for you. Absolutely. Do you find that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, it's not, medicine's not a one size fits all because again, we all have different life experiences. Mm -hmm. We all have different ways we approach things and you have to find what is kind of what fits for you, but also what's the best for you. Yeah. Because where you're at right now is not going, where, it's not going to be where you're at in five years. Mm -hmm. So you have to find that road where you are going to keep growing and with the right person that you're going to grow with. Yeah, I think that's really important. I mean, you're talking really about connection. Mm -hmm. and, um, um, and I think that first and foremost, the, the patient needs to have that trust mm -hmm. and that relationship with that individual, whoever yeah. that might be. Right. And I think what you do is so beautiful because I think that you bring that to the table because you practice medicine with this idea of understanding your patients, being there for them, under, understanding what they're going through. Um, you give them kind of the road to you, you know? And do you find that you have, um, I like to call it chats. I chat with the people who come yeah, to me, yeah. you know? And to whereas I've been to some physicians who are like, okay, blah, 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 okay, bye. <laughs> no, Go on you your know, way. Um, I like to say I'm a, an intuitive practitioner. Mm -hmm. um, I I really draw on my patient's energy. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes, in fact, every time I will ask them, you know, what brought you here? Mm -hmm. But not not just you know in terms of symptoms, but um, almost everyone comes with some intention, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, um, some desire, right. right? And and I and I. And I know that nothing is random, right? And so if they end up in my office, then, then there, was a, there was an ask that was put out to the universe mm -hmm. and there was an answer and I was that answer. And so when I can get from the patient, can get them to articulate mm -hmm. what was in their mind, right? right? Mm -hmm. And when that connection happened, because the connection happens even before they meet me. Right, right? exactly. Right? They, they look me up, they research me, whatever that might be. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and I always tell patients too, right, I'm not the healer, I'm the guide right. to their own healing, right? And so um, when, when patients come with that open mindset, right. when, they're, when they're ready, when, they're, when they have that trust and that belief, mm -hmm. yeah, magical things can happen. And right. you're right, it's, it, it is really about that conversation. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, it's so important Yeah, and it can be so powerful. Absolutely. You know, and, and again, the fact that you still, that you bring that to your patients, that you help your patients with that and help them understand each other themselves, mm -hmm. you know, where are you going? What is it that you want to do? You understand 
cardiology, the heart, and how important that is to the body, you know, but also how important it is, I'm going to say, to their interactions with the world around them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so what is the number one way to prevent heart disease? I think this is the number one way to live life, okay. and, and that's really being aware, right? If, okay. you, if you ask me what's the number one way to, to prevent heart disease, I'm gonna say to you awareness, right? Okay. Awareness of um, who you are, yes. how you're living your life, your, your, your thoughts, your behaviors, mm-hmm. right? Um, knowing the risk factors, right? Not just um, you know, blindly believing that either my family has heart disease in their family or not, mm-hmm. or that I'm at risk or I'm not, right? Being aware of what your blood pressure is, your blood sugar, right. your cholesterol, your numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing the risks involved, um, taking a look at um, your behaviors, your habits, right? right. You, know, you know, how are you eating, right. right? Are you eating healthfully, whole food? Um, are you having a lot of processed food, a lot of sugar, right. things that are not healthy for you? Right. Um, you know, are you exercising? Are you are you taking care of your fitness? Right. Are you being mindful? Do you have meditative practices? Right. <laughs> right. So all of those things in in combination is how you're going to prevent heart disease. It isn't one magical pill. It's the compilation, right? right? But that only comes through uh, awareness. Yes. Yeah. And and I love that you just said about you know the genetic factor. Do, do your, does your family have heart disease? And so if you understand that your family has heart disease, then you put into play everything that you just said. My diet matters. My exercise matters. My sleep matters. Yeah. My stress levels matter. Absolutely. You know, everything matters because it's all connected mm-hmm. and it all affects. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing to ourselves affects us yeah. in big ways. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's really important that patients understand that, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I think that when we just talk about the genetics, mm-hmm. um, it takes ownership away, right? It's sort mm-hmm. of like, oh, my dad has heart disease, so therefore, right? Mm-hmm. But really, we, you, know, um, you know, all disease, we talk about the trifecta. Mm-hmm. There's the genetic predisposition, mm-hmm. right? It's not a foregone conclusion. Right. And then there's your lifestyle, right? The things that you choose to do, your habits, you know, your lifestyle, um, diet, exercise. And then there's the, the environmental exposures, toxins, right? Mm-hmm. And those three things are really um, what leads to disease. It has, you know, the pieces of all have to be there. Just because you have the genetics doesn't mean you're gonna have heart disease, right? right? Mm-hmm. And exactly. it's, you know, those other factors come into play. Yep, and it doesn't mean that you're gonna have heart disease, but it does mean that you have to be mindful. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and that's what I try to teach the people who come to me about. Let's be mindful. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Exactly what you say. What is your diet? What's going on with you? Let's talk about the past a little bit. Let's figure out how this affected your root, mm-hmm. how it affected your core. And now let's dig it out. I always call it dig it out. <laughs> <laughs> Digging out the roots. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think practicing gratitude can help in preventing heart disease? Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, absolutely, tell me how. Absolutely. You know, for me, I, I, I always think that gratitude brings you into the moment. I mean, I know you talk about mindfulness and not a lot and about being present, right? Mm-hmm. But um, all too often, I find that um, where people's head is, mm-hmm. where, where they're thinking, is either 
in the future, right, which only leads to anxiety, yes. right? All the things, I mean, anxiety is really about, you know, all the, all the things that they, they think is going to happen but hasn't happened yet. Right. And depression is always about the past, right? right? You know, putting your mind back there. But gratitude just brings you here in the now, right? Yeah. And, um, I, I, you know, they say that love and gratitude are the two highest, you know, uh, vibrational, uh, you know, energies, mm -hmm. right? And, and there is really a science of that, that vibrational energy, right? That, um, you know, cells, molecules move. Um, and, yeah. and I think that gratitude, when you truly practice gratitude, and particularly when you practice gratitude, you know, centered mm -hmm. with your heart, right? right. Um, you know, from a biochemical standpoint, all sorts of, you know, wonderful things happen, and, you know, the, the stress level, the cortisol levels, your, your um, endorphins, you know, the, 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 the hormones that, um, you know, produces, you know, you know, love and gratitude, you know, all, you know, come into play, right? And um, it lowers inflammation, it lowers blood sugar. So all the things that, you know, when we can treat with drugs, and yes, we absolutely need to treat with drugs, but you can also help the effectiveness of that just with, you know, practicing gratitude. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I tell people it's very, because I've been through a whole, I've had a whole lot, lot of life, and I've been through a whole lot of stuff, not so good stuff. And people are always asking me, why do you smile so much? Why are you so happy? Like you have been through blah. <laughs> How can you be so happy? But it's always so easy for me to practice gratitude. Yeah. It's always so easy for me to be in my moment and go, oh, I have a roof over my head. Yeah. Or I have a car that works. Yeah. Or well, I have I'm clothes healthy. on my back. Yeah. Exactly. I have food in my stomach. Yeah. I have what, whatever that gratitude is. You know, yeah, stuff happens. Absolutely, you know, it's life. Yeah. And and we can either make the best of it or we can make the worst of it. Yeah. And we can turn it. Even when something happens to us that's not so pleasant, we can actually make that bigger. Yeah. I think it was Shakespeare that said, you know, nothing is good or bad. Mm -hmm. It's your thoughts that make it so, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so um, it's the lens through which you see anything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And so I, when something happens and I think, oh my God, this, this isn't great, this isn't the way I wanted it to happen, this, this, or I go, oh my God, this sucks. Because <laughs> that happens sometimes. But it takes me a few minutes, only yeah. a few minutes for, for me to go, hey, wait a minute, why am I thinking like that? Yeah. This doesn't really suck. You know, let me change my perception mm -hmm. and let me, Re, I call it reframing. Let me reframe my brain and let me go back to gratitude and yeah. let me look it up. And, and then it gives me an easy fix. I may be to, to go and go, okay, this didn't work out the way I wanted it to, yeah. but it doesn't, doesn't mean it didn't work out. I think when you practice gratitude, it gives you clarity, mm -hmm. it gives you focus, right? You start seeing things, right? Yeah. And then things start happening. Yeah. 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 Much different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. What exercise would you recommend? Because I love exercise. Mm -hmm. I've been an athlete my whole life. When I'm not able to, I've had a few injuries mm -hmm. that has kind of stunted that. But I've, ha I've understood, no matter how frustrating it was, that I had to take a moment to heal. Absolutely. Um, and so what exercise do you recommend for a person who has heart disease? Well, this 
goes across the board, so for everyone, yeah. regardless of whether they have heart disease or okay. not. But um, particularly being Buddhist, I always talk about being balanced, right? Yes. And, and so um, not exercising, obviously, this is not good. Right. But I also tell my athletes, right, when you push yourself to the extent <laughs> that you do, when you're just, you know, really high intensity for long duration, right. that's very stressful to the body. Yes. And that also can be a negative thing, right. right? And so, you know, sort of being balanced, um, you know, the American Heart Association really recommends 30 minutes to 45 minutes on a daily basis, okay? okay? Aerobic exercise, um, some strength training, okay? okay? okay. Um, there's all this um, newer uh, research about high intensity aerobic okay. exercise, and right. so that's okay as well. That's actually good for the heart as well. So okay. you can do, you know, those burst exercises, oh, okay. Okay. Um, but then come back. Yeah. But I think that, um, being sedentary for sure is bad, and then going for hours in a gym is not not good either. Okay. 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 Yeah. So I have a friend who actually is starting to practice that burst exercising. Mm -hmm. So you think that's great? Yeah, I do. Because yeah, yeah. he goes, oh, and yeah. he gets all red, and I'm like, how are you yeah. okay? <laughs> you know, and I, and I tell people that, me, um, you know, depending on your age, and mm -hmm. particularly if you have risk factors or family history, then go and get yourself checked out and get right. a stress test or something first, right? Okay. Make sure your heart's going to be able to handle that. Right. Yeah. But but otherwise, you know, I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah. And I also want to tell people you know, your listeners that if any of them have like orthopedic issues or hip things and they can't go out and exercise, there's a lot of research that says just standing okay. um, um, has a lot of cardiovascular benefit, oh, right? Go ahead. So sitting is the new smoking, right? Like so, <laughs> okay. so as much as possible in your, in your work day, mm -hmm. try and stand. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, and and that's why they have all those um, standing coffee desk. bars now, oh, right? Okay. And you know, and you can um, buy these um, um, tables now that are at you know in your computers. Yes. And so even in your work day, right? If you can stand for the good portion of that day, that actually gives you a lot of cardiovascular health. Oh, bravo! Yeah, yeah I just got a standing desk um, a few months ago, but it I didn't think about it for cardiovascular issues. It's the sitting because I'm writing all the time, mm -hmm. and so the sitting like. My sciatic was starting to bother yeah. me, and so I was like, "Oh no, I can't not write." Yeah, so uh, so I got a standing desk. Yeah, but now perfect. I know that that's yeah. br brilliant. It makes mm -hmm. me feel better mm -hmm. um, on a lot of different levels. Um, does depression affect heart health? Yes. Okay. How? You know, emphatically, yes. Okay. So so first of all, um, you know, emotions such as depression or anxiety. And anxiety and depression are actually the same thing. Mm -hmm. Most patients don't realize that. Right. Most physicians don't realize that, right? But again, I had talked before about anxiety meaning your thoughts in the future, uh, in the future, depression's thoughts mm -hmm. in the past. But biochemically, it causes the same, you know, sort of stressors within the, the body. You know, it, it causes release of your endorphins, your cortisols. Um, it, it causes your blood sugar to go up. Yeah. It causes inflammation. Right. All the stress, you know, reactions go up. But also, I think beyond just those biochemical and physiologic um, uh, issues that comes with depression, I think social isolation is a big thing that um, also um, ties depression into heart disease, right? Because okay. people who are depressed, they tend to then isolate themselves. And, then, and, and, um, and there's a lot of research that says, you know, community, having connection, yeah. having that other person really makes a, a, a difference, right? right? And that's why we see a lot of elderly 
people, right, when they lose a spouse within the next six months to a year, uh, oftentimes, you know, they'll, they'll fall into illnesses. Yeah. 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 Social so. isolation. Okay. So, so we spoke about depression, because I want to connect two things that we're talking about. We spoke about depression mm-hmm. when you're talking about isolation, heart disease, and perception. So with depression, and I have clients that have had depression, and it's a lot of work. You know, and that's fine. Everybody has to do the work for for what they're going through. But perception, because I, and I'm going to speak about a specific client. He had depression and he called it low grade because a psychologist diagnosed him with low grade depression. So he called it low grade. And then he came to me and we started working on it. And he was a very social person, but in his mind, he was out all the time with friends, but in his mind, he was by himself, mm. you know? And, I, and we kept talking about, well, wait a minute, you're, but you're always out and you go to lunch with friends and you go to dinner with friends and da, 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 da. And so we finally targeted it, okay? Because uh, I would s- talk about, okay, well, you need to be social, okay? So you have friends and laughter and so on and so forth. We targeted it to he was not dating. And so he would go home at night by himself. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter what he did in the day and it didn't matter how many friends he hung out with and it didn't matter what great times he had. The fact that he was going home by himself was affecting him so greatly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so pulling him out of it, like again, reframing the brain, getting him to understand like his situation, getting him to date again uh, and or look, for people or whatever, whatever it was for him, because uh, I try not to give too much information unless they give me permission. Um, so, you know, reframing the brain with depression yeah. uh, or with illness, on a, any illness, is super important. Being happy. Mm-hmm. How much does being happy affect your heart health? Well, I think, again, it's just that, that energy spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, love, happiness, gratitude, laughter, joy. Mm-hmm. compassion mm-hmm. right those are the higher vibrational energy versus the, the anger the hate the resentment mm-hmm. right and so uh, anytime that you can get your your energy in into the positive mm-hmm. um, you're going to have positive benefits mm-hmm. you know biochemically hormonally mm-hmm. um, you know hemodynamically in terms of your heart rate your blood pressure mm-hmm. um, there's just there's just so much uh, that a smile and a laughter. Yeah. You know, and oftentimes patients, and I know you do this all the time in your work, right? They, they, they think, yeah, but my situation right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they don't realize that um, you can call in, right, happiness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And all of us, no matter where you are right now, right, all of us have experienced love. Yes. All of us have had that moment of joy and happiness, yes. right? And it's really being able to, to, to memorize and recall. Right. And, and, and bring that in and center it to your heart. Right. Right. Um, all this research with heart math, I don't know if you're familiar with them, um, you know, with their quick coherence is really about um, um, centering your attention to your heart mm-hmm. and, then, and then recalling an emotion. In, in other words, generating, self-generating 
uh, that that positive emotion, right? Um, and, and and holding on to it, yeah. And then practicing that, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And so you know what you teach in terms of mindfulness, in terms of meditative practice, um, is all tools yes. to to bring you to that the higher state. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And and with the gentleman I was speaking about, so one of the things that we did was we started him a gratitude journal, mm -hmm. so that when he would go home at night by himself, he would find that. Okay, wow, I did go to lunch with so-and-so and we had a great conversation and I did go to a movie or I did with, you know, again, connecting himself to the people so that he would understand completely that he wasn't isolated. Yeah. He wasn't by himself. There were so many things to be grateful for. And then moving him into the day, <laughs> you know, because it's step by step. You know, but that again, connecting to the heart, connecting to the mm -hmm. the love, and and you're right, we've all had it, even if we've had trauma, mm -hmm. even if we've uh, the love's been taken from us, so to speak, we've had the love, and so we have to, I guess, go back to being grateful for mm -hmm. what we did have, yeah. um, and then knowing that it's not over yet. You know, it's not over till it's over, mm -hmm. and it's not over. <laughs> this is what I always say. Um, what do you think is the biggest error that people make when it comes to their heart health? I think again is, um, you know, assuming that it it, it can't happen to them, right? Yeah. And I think that that's really the biggest error that I see people making. Um, either, and I guess it can go either way. The, the 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 error that I see is either that they're fixated mm. on believing that there's something wrong with them, yes. you know, or there's you know, they're in uh, denial or ignorance about really, um, um, you know, staying aware to their habits and yeah. and the things that they, they, they are either doing, you know, correctly or not incorrectly. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. You okay. Know, and, and then I tell people, you know, be, you know, again, going back to awareness, right? Yeah. I, I'm so big on that. Um, just being aware of your symptoms, of your risk factors, yeah. um, knowing when to seek attention, don't be in denial, mm -hmm. but um, don't take it to the extreme where you're you're anxious about your health either. Yeah, our health is important, but again, it's the awareness. I love that you keep saying that, and I I'm sure that your patients just benefit from it on so many different levels because it's very easy for us to get caught up and busy. It's very easy to get caught up in, oh, I've got to take the kids to school. Oh, I've got to take the dog out. Oh, I've got to make sure the bills are paid. I've got to make, I've got to do, i got to, got to, got to, got to, got to. You know? And just stop for a moment. Just be aware. That's, that's, yeah, be aware of all the gottas. <laughs> but also be aware, just be aware of you for yeah. a moment. You know, take some moments a day to be aware of you. Have some great conversation. Be aware of, hey, I'm going to go talk to Dr. Thite today. And... I'm going to have a real conversation. I'm not going to just talk about this thing that's stressing me out. Yeah, definitely talk about that because that needs to be sorted. But have a real conversation, you know, with the, what else can I do, Dr. Thike? What else do I need to do? Is there any books that you recommend that I read? You know, or is there any teas that you recommend I drink? You know what I mean? Just kind of have a great conversation with your health and healing practitioner because I've spoken to so many I've known so many throughout my lifetime. I've been very grateful that I, that's kind of, again, I think you talked about connectedness. The fact that I was born into the family of medicine, 
you know, kind of pushed me into this whole world. And I find that more health and healing practitioners, they really want to have those conversations. They're well, it, you know, they're welcome conversations. And sometimes our patients don't know how to do it. So how would you recommend somebody start that? Start the conversation? Yes. Start that relationship with yeah. your health and healing practitioner. Um, I think um, number one is finding that right person, mm -hmm. okay? Um, having that uh, comfort and so that you can be open, mm -hmm. right? I find that so many patients have so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it seems to me that if you're, if you're anxious walking into that, that practitioner's office, that you don't have a relationship and a, and a, and a real trust, right? right. Um, you don't, you know, you don't have that ability to start that dialogue, right? I I think you know the the conversation can just start with you know a simple, what can I do, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, you know what, you know, give me some tools, right? Right. Yeah. You know, good. educate me. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Easy, right? Easy. Yeah, and be honest. Almost every uh, show that I do, and when I'm speaking to a health doctor, health team, be honest. How how important do you find honesty in your relationships with patients? Oh, it's huge. Right, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have, you know, they have to trust me. Yeah. To tell me things, right? right. Um, there's no point in in sort of sugarcoating, you know, things, right? Right. Or or coming and letting me, you know, saying everything's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I find that um, a lot of times, you know, patients just want that approval, you know, that, mm -hmm. that pat on the back that says you're doing okay, mm -hmm. right? And so they'll, in the week before they come and see me, they'll start eating well and, and they'll try, you know, and I say, you know, who, do, who are you fooling? Right. right? You only, yes. You're only hurting yourself. Exactly. And we're not there to judge. Yeah, I, I say that over and over again to the people that come in. I'm not here. There's nothing you can say. And I literally say this. There's nothing that you can say to me that's going to make me judge you. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Because yeah. I'm not here to judge you. Right. I'm here to help. Right. And I can only help you if you're honest. Because, as you know, because you just said it, you already know the truth about them. Yeah. You've already studied. You already know the truth. Yeah. So they need to... You know, trust, be open, tell us the truth so I can help you. Right. And I can help you in the best way possible. Because I want people to get better, mm -hmm. absolutely 100%. And I find that medicine is not a one-size-fits-all. What I work with one patient with, I'm not going to work with another patient with. And sometimes people, some patients I found need to be pushed. I'm not a pusher. I'm a patient person. And so... But when I find that those, those people, they need hard pushing, they need the kick, mm -hmm. <laughs> so to speak. I'm not, that, that's not part of my core. Yeah. And so I know health and healing practitioners that do that. And so I just refer. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, this isn't going to work out because of, and I'll give them the reason. Not that I don't like you, blah, blah, You can always call me and talk. Mm -hmm. But I know somebody who's much better at this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm happy to give that referral right. out. Because I want that person right. to get their healing. Right. You right. feel that way too. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I always tell patients that um, nothing just shows up at your doorsteps, right? And particularly if you talk just about, you know, health and then disease, right? Mm -hmm. um, the person who has a heart attack out of the blue, yep. 
not out of the blue. Yeah. There were clues all along the way. Right. right? And so I, I, you know, I tell my patients, listen, yeah, listen with that intuitive mind, right? Um, and if you do that, you'll find that there are messages. And I, I would say, you know, it, they, if initially it comes and there's a little tap, 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 yeah. okay? And if you don't listen, there's a knock, knock, knock. <laughs> and if you don't listen, there's a bang, bang, bang. Right. And if you don't listen, then there's a kick, right? Yeah. And the kick, you know, kicking the door in is that heart attack, that stroke, that cancer, right? right? right. But if you trace it back, you could have, you know, made some changes, right. you know, detour that track right. earlier in the course. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, 100%. I have a show, it's on the personal note, it's uh, actually what you just spoke about, how to hear your body when your body's tap, 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 yeah. <laughs> knock, nice. knock, knock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we, we can be aware. Yes. A little bit more aware. And our body does let us know. Mm -hmm. Just like our friends let us know when they're not happy. Our partners let us know when mm -hmm. not, they're not happy. Our partners let us know when they're happy. Family members, so on and so forth. Our body does the same thing. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about self-love and heart care? So important. Okay. So important. You know, self-love, self-compassion, mm -hmm. right? Um, I know you probably see this with your clients as well. Mm -hmm. They're so hard on themselves. Yeah. So much harder than we or anyone else would be, right? Yes. And self, you know, self-judgment. We're our biggest critics. Right? Biggest critics. Yeah. yeah. And so I tell patients that you have to first and foremost practice compassion mm -hmm. and self-love, right? Because healing only comes through self-love, yeah. right? our ability to be aware, to take action, mm -hmm. to, to be mindful about our diet, to go and exercise, to get our sleep, to lower our stress. Right. That only comes when we have self-love, right? Right? Mm -hmm. right? Otherwise, we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're someplace else, you know, we're, we're not aware of what, what we need to be doing to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. and having that connection yeah. to, to yourself. To yourself, yeah. yeah. That we're Starts with the self. We're so worried about connecting to somebody else. Yeah. Right? You've heard it over and over. I wanted to, two years ago, I was like, stop talking about connection. Please talk about self-connection. Please. We've, we're so desperate to connect to another yeah. person that we forget that there needs to be a connection here yeah. first. Right. And then when you actually do find that connection to somebody else, oh my God, it's brilliant, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I think if you're, if you're not aware of yourself, and if you don't have that own self-confidence, then, then you, you're not open. Yeah. I, I don't think you can, um, um, I, I don't think someone can really open themselves to, to, to love or, you know, uh, open themselves to others, mm -hmm. right? Until they know themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. I'm so glad we agree on yeah. that. <laughs> it makes me feel good. Um, you have this book out. I love this book. It is called Your Vibrant Health. We talked about it. I introduced it in the beginning of the show. Tell me about the book. I like to say that that I'll book... I'll let you hold it. Because okay. yeah, <laughs> it's your baby. Um, I like to say this book and, and the words in this book came through me, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was the agent that wrote it, but um, I, I don't even really claim it as my words, right? Okay. When I, when I first... Um, got that download that I would write a book. Okay. I was gonna write a you know a 60, 70 page, just a little pamphlet, <laughs> right? Because okay. I was I was getting, you know, sort of um, 
annoyed with like saying repeating the same thing over and over again to be patient. So I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna write it in a manual. Okay. And what ended up happening instead is this 300 page, um, really work of love, right? Mm. And and even though my initial vision was, oh, I'm a cardiologist. I'm gonna write about heart, you know, heart disease and 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 how people can, you know, sort of, you know, address those issues. Mm -hmm. Only one chapter of my book is <laughs> okay. actually on, on heart disease. Right. And, and the rest of it is on how you can really get a vibrant heart, mm -hmm. right? Um, um, by, by taking care of the physical mm -hmm. heart, the physical body, you know, addressing nutrition, exercise, detoxification, mm -hmm. you know, um, understanding inflammation, how all that is important to your health. Right. Um, and then, um, you know, mentoring to your mind, right? Mm -hmm. uh, really safeguarding your mind and, and having those positive attitudes, the gratitudes, mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, practicing laughter and, you know, dance. Right. Um, the, the, yeah. the, you know, talking earlier about, you know, drum circles, right? right. And, and, you know, the drumming and the music, right? Um, so we talk about that. And then the last part is really your soul, right? R recognizing that each of us at our core, you know, has a soul. And, and that's it's through our soul that we connect, right? right. And um, finding, you know, purpose, finding passion, mm -hmm. um, recognizing that we're all here, you know, with with a purpose, right? right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, our, our job is to, to, to seek that out, mm -hmm. to, to understand ourself in relationship to, to our community, to our world. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think that if you can do all of those things, then you don't have to worry about the physical heart. Okay. You know, your heart your health will be there. Right. Yeah, exactly. I very much believe that. Yeah. How do you feel about cuz you just talked about we all have a purpose. When somebody loses purpose, it then they get lost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and then that's when uh, we do find that you know, diseases and illnesses come into mm -hmm. into play. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough for me to say that. Yeah. The book. So you, it's a it's a labor of love. It became yes. a labor of love. Yeah. This I love how you just said you you okay, I'm been repeating the same thing. So I'm going to build a man a little pamphlet and hand it out and then people can read yeah. it and it's all good. And now you have this labor of love and yeah. and you know, just explaining to people how they can really uh just be I I always want to say be awesome. Yeah, you know, just be you know, awesome. Yeah, and, and authentic too, right. right? You know, just really um, do the do the work, right? Work with you know someone like yourself to that can help guide them to self discovery, mm -hmm. right? And and then um, and then practice the self love and the gratitude, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It takes practice. Yeah. Well, I love having you on the show today. I would love for you to come back at some point so that we can continue our conversation because I think the heart, I mean, it's one of our vital organs. Um, and it's one of those organs I think that, well, I think we take all of them for granted, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. We're just, we come into the world and we go, okay, we've got good health and it's just supposed to stay with us no matter what. And no matter what we do to ourselves, which I go, no, <laughs> please. And so, so, but you know, the heart is uh, important and the way that you practice cardiology, I believe is 
vitally important to us. So I would love for you to come back and do another show. I would love that. And really kind of dig in um, to different aspects of it so that our viewers can understand there are different ways to take care of the heart. Mm -hmm. um, really talking about those different ways. You know, it was wonderful having you on the show right, today and it was you. wonderful meeting you yeah, and, and having you over to the party. Yeah. Uh, you guys don't know about the party, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, and I have to say, at the party, so many of my guests uh, love you. They were like, oh my gosh, you have to talk more to Dr. Thike and you have to, oh my gosh. So you are loved. Thank you. Absolutely. And, and res well, very well respected, which I also think is very beautiful. Mm. Um, the fact that you really connect to people and, you know, want to help still and help passionately. Mm. I think that's missing yeah. or has gone missing. Let's find it. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, a lot of my patients now um, find me. Right. Um, before my practice used to be all referral driven from physicians, mm -hmm. right? But now it's, it's predominantly, you know, self referral, mm -hmm. and, and I and I love that. I, I love that people mm -hmm. find me. Yeah. Right? No, it's the thing that you have in yeah. you. It's the thing that you. I always tell people, you know, what you're putting out into the universe, it comes back. Yeah. There's an ebb and flow that the universe has, and if you're putting great things out. It, the people that need you will find you, um, even if it's even if it's for you to send them somewhere else, but with love mm -hmm. and with tenderness and with some knowledge and understanding. You know, hey, there's some questions you need to be asking yourself, and then you need to ask this person that too. You know, just again, I love the way you practice. Thank you. It makes me feel really good. It gives me hope. <laughs> well, let me know if I can ever help you, oh. your family, or your children. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, thank you for watching today's show uh, with Dr. Cynthia Thake. Her book, Your Vibrant Heart, is very, very important. And if you're having some cardiology problems or have a family member and or a friend who are having cardiology problems, you may want to pick up the book and read it. It's uh, a little deeper than what you might think it is. So, again... Thank you for watching and we'll be talking to you soon. Take care of yourself. Have a great day.